Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. We are days away from WrestleMania. It is so exciting. We are comedians living in Hollywood, bringing you the fun and funny wrestling each and every week. And we're going to go get some fun and funny. Or us standing and looking at headlights talking to Jack Swagger, who's about to punch us in the throat. Uh, the standing in headlights is the fear that you are talking about in terms of talking to people and feeling like we're outsiders, like we shouldn't belong. Backstage, a couple of phonies, a couple of real fakers till they make it, huh, Scott? I got goosebumps. What can I say? I can tell. I they're... got butterflies. I got goosebumps. I got chills. Uh, they're multiplying. You got the googly eyes, too. I got, Yeah, well, <laughs> I got to see a doctor about that. Well, it's only when you tilt your head, your eyes roll in that direction. <laughs> Don't worry, we glue them on pictures of celebrities. <laughs> ooh, 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 can I have Tom Sizemore? Uh, yeah, but I haven't put the eyes on yet. Oh, I'm excited now. I, I am now in full excitement after seeing Raw last night, after uh, getting our itinerary all set up, after clothes shopping. Oh, yeah, what's the deal with that? I saw you post on Facebook. What's the clothes situation? Because I know that's what the listeners want to listen to. Scott, a tall man, a Jeff Goldblum of a man, buying new clothes. I should just do what he does in the fly. Uh, same clothes every day? Yeah. Or just completely no, not, mutated no. to a monster and well, no, he doesn't. his own fingernails. He has five uh, sets of the same outfit. So it's, it is the same outfit, but different sets every day. A lot of people go to college for seven years. Mm-hmm. They're called doctors. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that, but a lot of geniuses do in fact wear the same clothes every day. That's smart. It's very smart. Uh, again, not the same clothes every day because it makes them sound dirty and a slob. Mr. Facebook, whatever his name is, can't remember, wears t-shirts a lot. Um, oh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Social network. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg. Um, uh, the guy from Apple Computer, Steve Jobs, black turtlenecks. Nothing but black turtlenecks. And it wasn't and you and know a what he, coffin. He, honestly, that black turtleneck, he could tuck it in and go to his ankles, so he just would sleep in it too. Is that right? I don't know. That sounds comfy. That's like a onesie of turtlenecks. Yeah, a big onesie turtleneck. Uh, I'm not a fan of man turtlenecks. I don't think I'd wear one. Really? Yeah. Women Wait, turtlenecks. You like I, women turtlenecks? I think that's Why to I cover said. up those bruises? I do love bruises on women, but that's because <laughs> I love a woman who, you know, can jump off who can do some good base diving. Wait a second. If we talk to a diva... Base jumping. Base diving is very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, there's not a good outcome at the end yeah, of that. I'm just supposed to land in that uh, trough of water for that horse? All right. It's been... Make sure there's a turtleneck waiting for me in my dressing room. <laughs> it has been documented on this podcast that you like women with bruises. Uh, not that you put them there. You just... some. It's alluring to you. Well, no. I think it shows that it's a woman who's either walked into a coffee table or, like, is on the move. or It's, uh, it's the same as, like, a... Uh, and to me, it's an adventure. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I'm wondering what happens if we talk to a diva at Access that has bruises on her. Are you going to call that out and say, you know, even though I'm married, I do find a woman with bruises quite attractive. Yeah. I'm a responsible adult who can keep his penis in his pants. <laughs> I think that's perfectly possible. See, to that's about. why I need you there to keep your penis in your pants while I <laughs> lay a little about and say, this doesn't do anything for me. No, sir. Flaccid, flaccid, flaccid. I take it back. I should have a turtlenecks for guys too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went clothes shopping by myself and it wasn't for a silly wrestling shirt or a comic shirt of some kind. I bought adult clothes by myself. I've never bought jeans for myself before. I've always had someone help me. Really? What kind of jeans did you get? Uh, Mav 5? Wow. I think. Is that a thing? Where'd you go shopping? 
Nordstrom Rack. Oh, you God, so you picked up yourself a nice classy pair of uh, jeans. I did. Uh, how, let me ask you this. Was the stitching very wide, and was it a different color than the actual jeans? Or could you tell, like, was, the, was it big white stitching, like sort of a true religion? Or a fancy uh, kind of fashionable jean? Or are they just sort of nice kind of tech sector rich dad jeans? If you subscribe to YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast, you'll find out this WrestleMania access. Oh my. I don't know Selling if they'll shoot point. us that low. <laughs> but I will be wearing the new jeans there. I don't know. They seemed fine. They seemed mildly douchey. Like some pretty big fades in them. Um, which seemed kind of douchey to me because hey, look i don't need fades in my jeans i'll create that over time would you consider me a fashionable guy scott yes uh let me put we talked to a great length about your fashion this morning on 16 bits podcast oh we did no you weren't there oh i don't remember your ears were burning i guess i'm gonna you... have to listen so i can feel self-conscious about it <laughs> uh honestly when it comes to fashion the most important thing is feeling confident about what you wear you can wear anything but as long as you feel confident about it that's what turns a okay outfit into uh, turns a good outfit into a great outfit i don't think i've ever felt that you've never felt confident about the clothes you wear no uh, you're revealing your stomach to me hey, that's look, right this is my stomach <laughs> look it's very similar see I hide it. You got a you got a better smiley face than yours. Well, come on. I've got all this. I'm wearing a white shirt, so there's white lint in my belly button. I am wearing a purple shirt, and I've got purple lint in my belly button. Anyway, I'll say this. Anytime... I bought a nice new shirt, uh, and I bought a hoodie that is not WrestleMania oriented. I just liked it. Wow, cool. Uh, clothes shopping sucks. It's, yeah, uh, it's, it's really hard, awful. and it makes you feel super self-conscious, and it sucks because there's a lot of people around, and someone's like, hey, do you need some help? And the answer is absolutely yes, Yes. but stay the fuck away from me. Oh, no, mine is yes. Are you willing to bone me? And if so, what can I wear that you'll bone me that I don't find atrocious? Otherwise, I will wear it. Well, then it sounds like they're going to need some help because then you put them in an awkward situation. They are there getting a paycheck, and they will serve me in whatever way I need to be serviced. I think, yeah, I was about to say, I think you mispronounced serve as serviced. Yeah, they will serve me until I am serviced, and then good day. I, I will see you in three days when I've recuperated my juices. Wow. That is that is a refractionary time that really is like, I need to regenerate. <laughs> I just, I'll say this. Clothes shopping, I'm very proud of you. I think that's really cool. It sucks. It makes everybody rethink everything about their lives. It's like, I feel awful. I know there's a few people who enjoy shopping because they feel good about it. Most of the time, I think it just reminds you like, oh, that's not the pants size I was last time, or I feel weird or awkward and everything's too expensive. I'll keep going with the same pants size so that way it keeps me in check. So if I get a little fat, you know, it's like, oh, no, you gotta, you gotta shave that off. Wow, really? Yeah. I don't go with the times. I go with the times because I, comfort is really important in the clothes. No way, man. Shame rules all. Oh, that's terrible. You're poisoning yourself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I did that because I, I wanted to get, we were talking about what we're going to wear for this. We want to be uh, presentable and we want to be looking good. We got a haircut. Yeah, you look good. You look like uh, Jack Swagger. I wish. Man. No, you've got a Jack Swagger haircut. I just want to talk to him about Biff Tannen. I want to, I want to talk to him and go, you've got a sweet Biff Tannen hairdo. I you hope know? it goes over well. I do too. And if he calls me a butthead and puts me in a headlock. Or he's like, he's like, who? And you're like, you know, the coach from Freaks and Geeks. And he goes, oh. That would just be such a huge disconnect between us. <laughs> um, yes. Are you excited now? WrestleMania? Before, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm, uh, 
it's always weird doing interviews of any kind, but I feel like I'm kind of vic- like I'm just gonna play it by ear. Mm-hmm. That's usually what I do. I'd probably do a little bit better if I prepped a little bit, but you know, nothing like seeing Greg the Hammer the Valentine and calling him Buff Bagwell. <laughs> so I've seen your penis. <laughs> Uh, the, the only thing that I kind of worry about, I feel like I could chat almost with anybody that they were to throw in front of us, the exception of a lot of the NXT people. Because uh, I just don't carve out enough time to watch enough of the shows. I watch the special events, so I know those people, but not all those people make it on those shows. So it'd be like, here's this girl. I heard people talking NXT last night when I was watching Raw, and they were saying names, and I go, I don't know who that is. I, I, there's no face, there's no connection, anything. Look, and if I'm seeing him at a costume... <laughs> out of character? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even re- know what to do I then. didn't recognize you without your mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think when it comes to NXT people, you just need to be like, hey, so how are you going to set yourself apart and really like make it to that next level? And then follow up. No, but for real. Yeah. No, and then follow real. up. Seriously? Yeah, or like, I know everybody says just take the gimmick that they're given and run with it, but what if you get like a really bad one, like you're the toilet paper roll, or... and you've got to watch out because you're gonna wrap everybody up. <laughs> you're two ply, two ply. Yeah, you're two ply. Your yeah. name is two ply. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're an islander. Two ply, don't bother me. Mm-hmm. The, hey, we got a great idea for this two ply character. Oh, yeah, the, we got catchphrases. And you know what's you know what the NXT people would love during interviews is getting pitched pitched terrible gimmicks because they don't live in fear of that already. <laughs> no, I'd like to just go. Yeah, are you think you're gonna make it? I'm taller than you. I'm taller than you. And that is that when you throw a really like slow clothesline to see if they can duck underneath it. <laughs> exactly, give them the old slow motion Wade Barrett punch. And then you, <laughs> and then you're like, all right, you're fast. You got some speed. You got some agility. As they crush my trachea, and then Swagger comes back in, headbutt or headlock, and then call me a butthead. God, and I, what am I just standing there silent the whole time? Uh, uh-uh, uh, Scott, I'm fighting for you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Uh, Press passes, be damned. I'm drawing blood, probably my own. <laughs> I'm blading myself. I'm blading myself. A blood infection for you, and a blood infection for you. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, and it's weird. Always thinking about this. It's a community. Like, there's AfterBuzz people that we both mutually know that'll be there. There might be some UK people that we've chatted with. Like, it's all... They all just come to this one big convention of wrestling every year. Yeah, it's... I couldn't... I honestly cannot think of another uh, comparison for our community. It is a bizarre community. Yeah. So, it's it's cool. Um, And this is really weird, Steve. I... You know, I, I'm weird about doing promos and stuff for other people's shows and stuff. Well, we don't really know them, you know, if we've not had them on the show before, if there's no relationship established. But uh, today, uh, I kept getting notifications and emails and uh, just this audio file from Mike Adamley. Oh, wow. Are we talking about an unsolicited just sort of press release? Yeah, it's um, maybe it's it says it's for WrestleMania, so I feel like I kind of have to do it because we're doing stuff for WrestleMania. But it's not from the WWE. He's made it very clear it's just from Mike Adamley. Mike Adamley, if in case you didn't know, I had to remind Steve before the show that Mike Adamley was uh, uh, Scott. He was a famous ESPN personality that yes. was hired by WWE to, just to have a little bit of credibility. But he kept messing up people's names. Yeah. It, it, the second that I started to say that, you remember that because the name Mike Adamley isn't a isn't a like a, a sweet sweet name. That, no, no, I see it on paper. I think Mike Adamel. Yeah, and you see him and you go, 
Oh, that guy. Yeah, he, he messed up everybody's names. They tried him as an ECW announcer for a little bit, and then he was the Raw GM for a hot minute there, as the kids say, a little hot minute. Well, it sounds like everybody got burned on that minute. Scott. Oh, they did. But I have a, a a WrestleMania promo package here from Mike Adamley, and I guess, I guess we just ought to play it. Let's play it. Mike Adamley here telling you about all the action this Sunday at WrestleMania. It is packed from top to bottom with good old wrestling action. And starting things off, we have a real grudge match between the sniper, Sandy Orton, don't get in his sights or he'll take you right out, versus the archetype, Seth Rogen. Also on the card, we have the Eater of Worlds, Skinner, versus the dead man, Mordecai. And that's not all. For the first time ever, you'll see WCW versus HHH. You're not going to want to miss that one, folks. Also, a really big matchup, Continental Breakfast Ladder Match, Bad News Bears, Dan Ambrose, I-Truth, Duke Harp, Cardust, Brian Danielson, and Dolphin Zebra all going at it for that Continental Breakfast. Memorial Battle Royal of the most famous wrestling giant of all time. Of course, we all know Big John Studd and last year's winner, Caesar Salad. That's going to be some big action with some big guys going at it, folks. United States match between Captain America versus the Tasmaniac. Of course, don't forget, too, we got some ladies in action with Paige J. Lee versus the Booby Twins. And the biggest main event of all time for the world champion of all the heavyweights of the world, Rain Man versus the Beast, Brick Layer. All of this only on pay-per-view for $69.99, WWF WrestleMania XXXI, only on pay-per-view. You're not going to want to miss it, I'm Mike Sadamly. I'm excited. I cannot wait. That paper, that sounds spot on. That's exactly everything I know to be true about WrestleMania. I am excited because he got so much stuff right. Yeah. For him. Yeah, he's doing he really did, he, well. He did a good job for Mike Adamley. Yeah. I mean, he botched his name at the end there, but, you know. Did he? I called himself Sadamley. All right, well. Uh, that's, uh, hey, maybe, maybe Mike Adamley will be on the show again. But yeah, I can see why that was completely unsolicited by the WWE. Yeah, I hey, look, sometimes you need to bring in a celebrity to showcase what the show's all about and let you know, hey, crossover appeal, you know? Like LL Cool J? Yeah, to which I immediately ask you, is he hosting WrestleMania? Yeah, they're not doing a host again this year. Good. <laughs> you don't Fucking like the host thing? good. The last thing I want to see is somebody come out there who's way out of place and is super winded and totally, like... When has anyone nailed hosting WrestleMania? Uh, Hulk Hogan. When did he host? Last year. With Stone Cold and The Rock? No, they were special guests. They all had to come out in the first two minutes to let everybody know how bad Hulk Hogan botched it. He That's was right. Great. In a wrestling term for a mistake, botched it. 
I say that was fun because while Hogan had to say all the stuff that was set in place, and then uh, someone came out and said like, ah, it's it's not the it's not the Silver Dome, it's the Superdome. That's true. It's true. It was fun. It was a moment. When else did Hulk Hogan come out besides the beginning? That's it. Yeah, hosting. You mean introducing? He was backstage. They did the whole WrestleMania one. Everybody got together and made up. Yeah, eating dip with his hands. <laughs> yep, the old eating dip with the hands scene. The old pythons dipping it into the French onion dip. And then we had that one where Rock hosted, and all the posters for it had him in a nice suit, and then he showed up in track pants. That's right. I forgot about that. The Rock. There was this great time when the Rock only showed up in track pants. Mm-hmm. New T-shirt and track pants. Yeah. And all the posters of just like, hey, it's a classy event. The Rock's going to show up. He's Hollywood. He's got Hollywood money. Uh, apparently, he lost his bags at the airport. Yeah. He also dressed like Brock Lesnar. Like, Brock Lesnar, yeah, he can wear whatever he wants to the ring. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't ever want to see Brock Lesnar in a suit. You want to know why? As soon as he does, it means he's joined the authority, Scott, and Ooh. all my dreams have been crushed. When The Rock shows up, he's always going to be in track pants or a shirt or weird jeans or weird jeans. Maybe he got from Nordstrom's or Nordstrom Rack because he sent his assistant to get him. Maybe you were there, Scott, shopping when The Rock's assistant was there. Did they give you cucumber water? Cucumber water? You know, cucumber water. <laughs> oh, this cucumber water is quite a coup. <laughs> uh, I just started thinking about what if Roman Reigns turned evil with the authority and wore a vest over his suit. Uh, like and a I mean, like vest? The, yeah, the tactical vest. It would be to some protect weird himself. Jack Bauer stuff, but it'd be I'd be interested. That'd in be seeing. cool. Yeah, honestly, what I would like to see actually is him wearing uh, a dress shirt underneath his tactical vest and the tie. You just see a little bit of mm. his tie while he wrestles. Okay, yeah, I like that idea too. I mean, if anything, the Reigns should go authority, and Rollins should get ousted, and all he's got on his life raft is his uh his briefcase. True. What about J and J security? Are they uh, then security for Roman Reigns? Yeah. Mm. See, now every possible angle has been covered. Every blog you've seen, every rumors happening, all this stuff, everyone's predicted something. So one person is right. Uh, one person will be able to walk away from WrestleMania and go, I told you. I called it. I knew that was going to happen. That Reigns was going to come in with cucumber water, throw in his eyes. And then The Rock showed up with a nice suit, and then Paul Heyman turned on everybody. God, and... you remember when Punk clotheslined Rock at the end of the thousandth episode of Raw? Yes. It was the first three-hour one, right? Mm-hmm. God, that was so great. That was great. Like, just when you thought, like, three hours of wrestling was too much, they go and totally redeem themselves. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that episode was so fun, because they, back when three hours had to be special. Mm-hmm. For those, the occasional three-hour ones, and that was one of them. And now that's not the case. Uh, the other, the thing, I don't really like J&J Security. Oh, shit! I know, I don't want to use this what platform. What if we interview J&J Security? Yeah, I don't, I use don't this, like you uh, guys. I don't want to use this platform as a radio host to badmouth wrestling. <laughs> but honestly, what? guys, WWE's choking the industry. They need no room for other talent. Uh, no, I think it's... It's just sort of the common, like, I feel like when I first started watching, there was uh, Patterson and Briscoe were, like, these two kind of ineffectual guys who would show up and kind of just sort of be always bugging the good guy and always kind mm-hmm. of be going, yeah, boss, yeah, behind Triple H. 
I feel like it's the same thing with J and J security. It's like you always pick this sort of weird group of uh, thugs that like they're not doing matches. They're still doing the corporate cane stuff with the I think suits. Once or twice they've been thrown in a match officially, but yeah, most of the time, yeah, they're on the outside. I mean, I, you know what? I'm glad they're working. I'll say that much. I mean, you've been backstage, and, like, they have a presence, and I think that's kind of cool. And I liked how they were uh, – uh, Jamie Noble would start yelling, like, well, you can't – Seth Rollins, Randy Orton's coming back. You can't trust him. I like that stuff, and I like that uh, Joey Mercury was like, hey, whatever. I got nothing to say to you. Like, <laughs> I like that sort of stuff. They're kind of fun when they start talking, but there's just something – the sort of thugs who don't wrestle who are there. It's like they remind me of the Mean Street Posse, but the Mean Street Posse wrestled. You yeah. Know? They'd show up and do stuff. So wait, let me try and figure this out because it sounds like you I'm like them. I'm full of hate. You, well, no, no. It sounds like you like them. You like the characters. You like what they do, but you want to see them wrestle more? I think I, uh, that's what always bugs me is that like Patterson and Briscoe would sort of like, they were wrestlers, but they would just sort of interfere, but they wouldn't have matches. Do you know what I mean? They did eventually for the Hardcore Championship. Oh, boy. How could I forget? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Briscoe beat Patterson for it while Patterson was sleeping. Nice. Mm-hmm. Then they had that evening gown match and everything. What the hell? God, I can't believe that's where it ended. <laughs> I, I, I really love what they're doing i always love guys that'll look the fool and those two guys will do everything and they're so fun yeah that at royal rumble when brock lesnar fucking suplexed both of them that was adorable that, that was really adorable. was adorable you know what wasn't adorable the end of raw oh yeah uh it was almost like they were trying to show us how adorable things could be <laughs> but in fact it was not adorable that was so strange they weren't fighting you know what the you know what so you scott told me that the end of raw was very strange and i watched it and it's brock lesnar and roman reigns gripping a belt and i showed you the alternate version that the was alternate version is with brock lesnar holding a teddy bear <laughs> roman reigns taking said teddy bear <laughs> And then Reigns and Brock Lesnar both holding the teddy bear together. That felt more real. I guess what really bugged me about that ending was they ended on a photo op. Like yes. someone said, yes. all right, now just both of you hold the belt gently and we'll use that picture as some for WWE.com. And that's what it felt like ending. It felt like it wasn't ending. The final in, shot of the montage. The it was exactly slow digital pan in black and white turning bright red, whatever, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. Um, edited on Macintosh computers. Um, what, bother, what bothered me about it was that it was ending in a not organic place. It was like, don't forget to end with your pose and yeah. hold it. It's, you know, it's the best part is when they, uh, we watched WrestleMania four, somebody cut their promo and it was super high intensity and like really high energy. And then the camera doesn't cut away for six seconds. And it's like, that's right, just keep holding, just keep gritting your teeth and making the veins in your neck pop. It's like, it's someone not calling cut. It's mm -hmm. not editing a scene, and that's what the end of Raw was. It was like, just hold the belt, and we're still alive, we're still alive, we're still alive, we're still alive, we're still alive. Don't do anything, we're still alive, we're still alive. And now we're going to start the dark matches. Yeah, I'm, I was so confused as to what a live crowd would see when it goes dark and then yeah you're cueing the music of randy orton and cena and seth rollins and somebody else to then have a dark match and then they just kind of scuttle away and you go this is the thing that means the most they were having a tiff the what? beast was having a tiff with the uh, what i don't know what's reigns what's he called the I, samoan shotgun loader. yeah uh, <laughs> like that's it that's 
that's how we're leaving this? Well, I they don't even shove each other. There's not Brock running away. He doesn't gouge him in the eyes. It doesn't kick him in the balls. Like nothing. Yeah, they ended on a screenshot. But you absolutely ended on a screenshot. And that's why it felt so weird. Because you're a showman and you recognize when people are... You recognize when things are being pandered to you and when it's not ending with a big finish. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that what you interested, uh, what you mentioned about dark matches, because I think it's an alternate universe. As soon as television stops and it's no longer live, yeah, like it's just a different vibe immediately. Oh, they're not recording anymore. I'm sure they're still filming. But yeah, they, they always have the footage, but it's not... If we don't get it, it's it's only that for that one on it's a one-off it's a it's like you're saying it's the uh what's the dc term for it it's the, elseworlds uh, yeah it's an elseworlds yeah it's a what a marvel's what if mm-hmm. yeah yeah they don't exist unless they sell you a dvd of it That's oh man way. Ra's greatest dark matches the matches you've never seen or before you've seen them steve it already exists really yeah the best of raw off the air wow i have it volume one i've been dying for that thing forever it's like four hours of just static right yeah, just just dead air with Lawler going. Can I go to the back now? Can I go to the back? The girls are changing. Huh? Can I go to the back? I gotta get to my. I gotta get my hole in the wall. <laughs> he's a peeper. Yeah, he's a peeper creeper. Did I, did I make that? He's a peeper creeper. Uh, so, yeah, that was for for a really cool raw. The go home raw is the, is the indie. Uh, the boys. Insiders. The boys. The, the boys. boys. Yeah. The boys. The, the, boys. the indie insider boys. The indie uh, insider. Yeah, it's like Twin Peaks. The indie insider boys. That was not an exciting climax to it all. Well, I mean, it was still exciting. Everything else was sort of set up in a yes. cool way. Uh, remind me, Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler are in the Intercontinental Ladder Match. Mm-hmm. That's with several people, correct? Yes, that's with seven people. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you want the, all the guys? No, nah, we've talked about it before. Right. Listeners, do you want the guys? Who do you want to win that match? Because now they put in a couple contenders that weren't in that spot before. Like our truth. Right, now, now you should tell me who all the guys. Are. Well, our truth is a guy that nothing was going on before with him, mm-hmm. and now he's been thrown in there, and he's had a pretty big spotlight on him in that. Um, okay, so it's Barrett. Oh, sorry, did you see Tiny Lister uh, stand up yes. behind the announcer's booth? Yes. Which poor fucking intern had to go over and say, uh, Mr. Lister, could you sit down? You're kind of distracting uh, the footage from uh, JC, JBL. And, uh, Where's my Hall of Fame announcement? Ah, <laughs> you're biting my shoulder. <laughs> they got to put him in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. They I'm gotta, surprised they haven't. As Zeus or as Tiny Lister Jr. Either way, I'm happy. Yeah. I the prefer is a Zeus. Giant. Yeah. He is really big. He's got googly eye. He does have googly eye. He's got some serious googly eye. Bad News Barrett, Dean Ambrose, R-Truth, Luke Harper, Stardust, Daniel Bryan, and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. I want to see Dolph Ziggler win. Really? Well, what, what's wrong with Dolph Ziggler? What, there's no character there. Yeah, there is. What is it? Uh, he stole your girlfriend, and she's proud of him. Is it him? It was him it who was did him. it? It was him. Fuck Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Look. I don't like him. Hey, you may not like him, but at least he makes you feel something, Scott. Anger. Anger and fury. He ruined one of the best things in my life. That's that's a heel. Buddy. She said she wanted to be single for a while. Look, when you get stolen, you don't have a chance to uh, stop thinking about your life. I don't like him. Um, I'd like to see our truth or Luke Harper walk away with it, or even Stardust. Oh, Luke Harper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Harper and uh, Dean Ambrose, same outfit. That's true. It's, yeah, a friend of mine uh, said that it looked like they were on the same tag team. <laughs> it was pretty funny when they were fighting each other. 
Yeah, with the wife beater in the in the pants. I think my favorite was uh, Luke Harper and Stardust together. Seems like a really like they seem like kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. <laughs> I, sh- I should paint up uh, Luke Harper's beard. Uh, or they should give him a really tattered Stardust costume, <laughs> like where his feet are bursting out the bottom and it's ripped, and like his arms are bursting out and it's ripped. Mm-hmm. And they could call him uh, uh, Ah Starper. Ah, very good. Very good. Thank you. God, I wish you were my editor. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> you hear the other big news? What's the big that news? They announced on Raw? What? Kevin Nash going into the Hall of Fame. Ooh, who's inducting him? I don't know. You don't even know who's inducting Kevin Nash? No. Duh. Everybody knows it's going to be Steven oh, uh, Soderbergh. Oh, I was guessing a glass of wine. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. What? From no, John Wick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said glass of wine you go, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, you know, Keanu Reeves, sort of the Keanu winery. Keanu Reeves. Well, this is that goofy thing. This is this is stupid wrestling stuff. So if you happen to be, you know, from the Wall Street Journal and you're just checking in on Curtain Jerks annually to see how we're doing, this might not make any sense to you. Oh, God, is this the, the, this is the Wall this Street is Journal the, episode? Yeah, this is the Wall Street I Journal episode. I didn't prepare episode. anything for the Wall Street Journal episode. We don't need to. They need to check in on us. All right. God. Razor Ramon went in last year. Kevin Nash is going in this year. Oh, I think we all know who's going to be next year. Six. Yeah, six. I don't get it. That's so weird to me. Why? That it wasn't Scott Hall going into the Hall of Fame and, and acknowledging he was Razor Ramon and he was Scott Hall and had this legacy no, of work. the legacy of Scott Hall was WCW. Razor Ramon was the thing that they owned. Like, yeah. obviously, it's Scott Hall in the Hall of Fame, but it's, you know, when you say superheroes of all time, you don't say, you know, Bob Kane, you say Batman. Yeah, but Steve, they're acknowledging his work as Diesel and as Kevin Nash in WCW. They're doing both. They're acknowledging the whole body of work. With Razor Ramon, they said Razor Ramon. They didn't acknowledge Scott Hall in the NWO and all of that. Yeah, it's a shame. It's... It's weird, goofy comic book shit. Like, it doesn't make any sense. This is what has us all going like, but, 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 but why? Hence, but why? Hence the shame of it. Like, he, of course it should have been his name. It should be anybody's real name if they're going into the Hall of Fame. It should be. Well, not, not necessarily the name, but the... The person. Yeah, because he made overall more of an impact, I'd say, as Scott Hall, but obviously we all know him as Razor Ramon, and you go, yeah, yeah, he was that here, and now he's Scott Hall. And up next year is going to be Hulk Hogan's hair. Ooh, the real or the fake? Oh, the real. It doesn't matter how wrestling is, how you how you make it work. It's got to be something in their reel to make it have some heart. So that's the dead wrestler induction is Hogan's hair? Because mm-hmm. you can't get it back to give a speech? No. It's gone. It's no. now the fake hair. Oh, is the fake hair going to talk on behalf of the real hair? How do they attach it to his head? I don't know. If we see him, are we going to take his hair? You know what? What, Hulk Hogan's hair? Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome to try to touch someone against their will who is a professional wrestler. Go right ahead, Scott. Hey, he's had eight back surgeries. I think I might have a shot. Just because you're three feet taller than Hulk Hogan right now doesn't mean that you can take him. But, dude, if I was doing leg drops for 20 years, brother, I'd be the size of Hornswoggle. Look, Scott, don't fuck this up for me. I need some gift certificates to Muscle Beach. <laughs> or Hogan's Beach. Hogan's Beach. I can go to Muscle Beach whenever I want. <laughs> yeah, you can do that whenever. Yeah, Look at that you, smiley face on your stomach. All you gotta do is just climb that chain link fence and get into that outside gym. God, that bit would have been so much better had I just said Hogan's Beach. 
<laughs> Good thing we never fuck up on this show. No, never. We never, ever, ever fuck up. Ah, low-flying plane. <laughs> I, I'm not going to edit that out. Uh, Steve, there is a wrestler who has not been in the Hall of Fame. An old-timey wrestler. I, you know, I try and keep up on that stuff and try and go back in the... Oh, well, you're my resource. Like, if I have a question about wrestling, I often ask you about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like if there's a wrestler you don't know, they're either so indie cred cool mm-hmm. or they don't exist. Yeah, and sometimes you tell me about some stuff. Like, you're telling me about some Northern California wrestling promotions that will be up there. And uh, sometimes, as of late, we've been getting approached because we're getting out there a little bit more thanks to you guys with all the rating reviews on iTunes and keep doing all that stuff, you know, keep putting it out there and keep sharing the episodes. But we've had a couple wrestling companies reach out and we're going to WrestleMania. So people wanted to get on the show and there's an old timey wrestler by the name of the Mangler who uh, wanted to just talk about what's going on with him and why he's not Scott, getting the I'm holiday. embarrassed. It sounds like I know I should know who this guy is, but I don't think I do. I, you know, I, I tried researching him, and I, I thought he was one guy, and it's like, oh, no, no, that's Bruiser Brody. And I looked up another guy, no, 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 that's that's uh, this guy. And I, it was a spiral of, I, I can't find footage of this guy, but um he wanted to come on today. And, I, I mean, I I met him briefly, and he is a he is a tough, tough guy. Right, he's a real tough cookie, huh? Mm-hmm. I just want to say that now so I don't say it to his face. All right, well, good. All right, let's bring him so, in. So, yeah, here, uh, the, the Mangler. Welcome to the Mangler. Uh, Mr. Mangler, thank you for joining here, uh, us here on Curtain Jerks. I'm Steve Sears, and this is Scott Narber. Hi, how are you? Good to meet you, kid. Oh, wow. Um, very sturdy handshake you have. Yeah, all right. Give me the whole arm here, kid. Yeah, give me the whole arm. Well, you're giving me both hands, and you're wrapping them around my wrist instead of my palm. So. Seeing if you're going to work tight, if you're going to work stiff, or you're going to work soft. All right, well, I'm tapping I'm tapping out on your shoulder. <laughs> ah, yeah, quitter. Well, well... Uh, I guess that's what they call it in the business. You're a quitter, huh? Well, did you ever wrestle anybody's? Uh, I'm sorry? Did you ever wrestle anybody's? I have never been a professional wrestler. You've never been in the squared ring before? No, I haven't, Mr. Mangler. I tell you, it's the greatest sensation in the world. All the people on the round, they're all standing there, they're all yelling at you, they want to stab you. Wow, you know what? I've, I've heard about that. The older crowds, they'd sort of, like, it'd get pretty bloodthirsty. You, is there any sort of matches that have sort of stood out in your career that you feel like has been very controversial? I wrestled everybody. I wrestled all over the world. Anybody you mention, I wrestled them. I tell you. All right. Well, is there any that stand out in your mind to you that you'd like to share with us? Sure. I wrestled Hulk Hogan. I heard you talking about Hulk Hogan. Well, well start at the top. So you wrestled Hulk Hogan when? Madison Square Garden, 1982. It was sold out. The place was packed to the rafters. The crowd is chanting at me. I got his head and I'm whacking at him. And I'm whacking away at him. And I'm whacking him in the head right good. And I bust him wide open the hard way. And I'm whacking away and the crowd wants my blood. They want to stab me. Old ladies trying to get over the rail. And I tell you, the crowd was going crazy. And then in the climactic finish, we got a disqualification. And the crowd went crazy. Well, you know what? I'm not surprised I haven't heard of that match. In 1982, Hulk Hogan wasn't the dynamo he was by the late 80s, so I feel like I must have missed I that. gave him the rub. I put the kid on the map. All People right. didn't know Hulk Hogan before that, and I did that for him. I gave him all the credit. Does he thank me when he goes into the Hall of Fame? Does he thank me when he goes on the air and say, thanks to the Mangler, I'm now the Hulk Hogan that you all know today? No, he doesn't do that. Does he sign me a check? No, he don't do that neither. 
Wow, geez, you and his hair, right? Are there any other big matches that really sort of stood out in your mind? I you wrestled were... everybody, kid. I, I wrestled everybody all over the world. Well, gosh, uh, I feel You'll like... name somebody. I wrestled them. Well, I just... Um... Oh, you know what? There's been a couple times that, uh, like, I believe Randy Orton, uh, he did, gave a DDT. No, he RKO'd Jake the Snake. Did you face Jake the Snake? I wrestled Jake the Snake. Yeah, sure I did. I wrestled him before he had the snake. I wrestled him when he was Jake Roberts. Oh, wow. Yeah, we was wrestling each other. We were in Louisiana, all right? We were wrestling in a, in a swamp. We were wrestling each other. There were all these people coming in on pontoon boats. They were coming in on pontoon boats, seeing what was happening. We set up a couple of ropes, and the swamp was sold out, I tell you. Everybody was hanging off of the trees in the pontoon boats. There wasn't a seat in the house, and I was whacking at them, and I was punching them right in the head, and I was busting them wide open the hot way, and the crowd was going crazy. They wanted my blood. They were throwing alligators at me, and I was whacking away at them, and then when the referee came in for a one, two, three, there was a disqualification, and the crowd went crazy, and then from that moment, I handed them a snake and I said you take that kid you take that snake and you make yourself some dollars and don't you forget about me you bring me up with you because I gave you the rub what does Jake the snake Roberts do he don't know nothing for the mangler he don't give me the rub and nothing wow gosh that is that is intense uh, I don't know why I keep going back to Randy Orton but I feel like I it... wrestled his grandfather who uh, his grandfather. Bob Orton? No, that's, that's his dad. That's his father. Robert Orton? Grandfather Orton is what I called him. Because I right. knew someday I'm like, you're going to have a kid, and that kid's going to have a kid, and that kid's going to be great. The middle kid will be pretty good too, but you're going to have a great kid. Wow, it sounds like you've really gotten around. We was wrestling in the hospital, and we was fighting away, and I was slugging him in the head, and I was whacking away, and I was whacking away, and then all the noises and the doctors were coming in there, and there wasn't any more room in there or anything, and we was busting wide open, and I hit him with a baby, and I took a baby, and I grabbed it by the legs, and I swung it in his face, and right as the referee was going to count the one, two, three, there's a disqualification, and all them noises and doctors went crazy. Well, uh, I... You know what, the first two matches really sounded like something I could picture, but that last one sounded incredibly violent. It was a street ball before there was a street brawl. Well, it sounds like a street ball because you hit someone with a baby. Yeah, that was legal back then. You could hit people with babies. That was a different time in wrestling when you used to hit people with babies. Now they do it with chairs. Wow, well, Mr. Mangler, I'm uh, I'm taking a little, I'm a little taken aback because I feel like I've never heard this chapter, this sordid chapter of wrestling history. Yeah, what does he name his son? Does he name his son Demanglet? No. Does he name his grandson Demanglet? No. He names him Randy. That ain't my name. The name's Demangler. Wow. Well, how do you feel about the current uh, wrestling product right now? It's soft, I tell you. We used to do things the hard way back then. We used to do things like tough guys. We used to drive everywhere. We didn't have no iPods and no uh, no electronic devices and fly on aerial planes. No, we had to drives everywhere. It toughened you up, too. There were no vegetables in restaurants. All you could do was drink beer and eat steak. Toughened you up like a real hard man. There weren't gyms to work out in. No, you just slug each other in the gut and you just tighten up and get strong that way. God, Bingler, that's... Uh, that was living, I tell you. And then there was a woman for you every night. The promoter would give you $30 cash in a woman and a steak. And that was the way you lived back then when you'd wrestle. Wow, that's really intense. Oh, well, do you have any upcoming projects right now that you'd like to talk oh, about? Oh, I got a few matches coming up. Sure, I'm going to be at the uh, 
at the old bunkhouse forum there in uh, Compton, California, which is where yeah. near where you are. So I'm gonna yeah. be fighting the nasty boys in a three-on-one match. Uh, there are, are there just two nasty boys? Yeah, but look at these two fists right here. I'm gonna fight one of them nasty boys. Uh, Brian Skaggs or Nasty Blobs? I don't know their names. They're good kids. I'm gonna give them the rub, and I'm gonna fight them, and I'm gonna sell the place out, and everybody's gonna come and want to see this. I'm gonna be in New Jersey uh, next week. I'm gonna be fighting. Uh, I'm gonna be fighting Coit Angle. Oh wow, Kurt Angle in New Jersey. Yeah, he's gonna be in. Uh, we're gonna be fighting in the uh, Fountain Blue Dome, uh, and we're gonna be fighting. Historic Fountain Blue Yeah, it's. Uh, we're gonna be selling the place out, and he's gonna be trying to wrestle me, and I'm gonna show. I'm gonna stretch him up real good. I'm gonna show him what's what. Wow, uh, Mr. Mangler, Mangler, how old are you? I am 143 years old. Wow, I was about to say, you don't look a day over 133 years old. Why, thank you. I try to keep care of myself. Well, I, you know what, Mr. Mangler, thank you so much for joining us and letting us know about your current project. I feel like you've really illuminated a lot of uh, wrestling history. Well, I got all kinds of stories. If you ever want to hear any more stories, you let me know. I'll come back on your little show and I'll tell you more stories about wrestling more well, guys. thank you very much. Thanks for joining You're us. You're welcome, kid. Hey, Scott. Yep. Uh, I really didn't know about any of those matches. Really? Yeah. Have you heard of those before? I've heard of those matches. I've just never seen them. They don't show them on the network, so... No, they don't show them. It's revisionist history. Yeah, just completely editing the Mangler out. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I like this removal of the Mangler. Well, honestly, sometimes it's nice to hear about that sort of crazy history of wrestling, because like, characters like that just dominated the airwaves. Mm-hmm. Steve, it's time for jerk tweets. Ooh, go, sheer go! <laughs> we never fuck up. <laughs> never fuck up. Never fuck up. Don't worry, I'll edit this. No, what'd you say? I was pretending. Uh, don't worry, I'll edit this. Yeah, yeah, I know. But what were you saying? Don't worry, saying... I'll edit it. The... You were saying go, go. Any go, go? No, no. Later. Yeah, later. All right. Uh, go to Twitter. Dot com and follow us at Curtain Jerks and send us your hashtag jerk tweets. We've got a number here, uh, a number of them here, uh, for WrestleMania. Getting all excited here. We've got M. Rush says, Who are your favorite comedians? Love the show. Ooh. Uh, do you want to do stand up or just people that are generally funny in, in general? I'll do general funny in general. Okay. Because uh, I, like, I think they're, they're two different fields. Sure, and we're not stand-ups. I mean, I think no. that's always the perception. It's like, oh, you're stand-ups. Like, no, that requires a lot of preparation. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy on uh, Delirious is, that's one of the best stand-up movies I've ever seen. I thought mm -hmm. it was hilarious. Him, 22, and he's rocking that place. Incredible. Mm -hmm. um, overall, like their entire body of work, I really like David Cross a lot. But yeah. he was a, he's a, stand-ups tell stories, comics tell jokes, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, I think that's the, the definition, yeah. Yeah, so David Cross's sort of story stuff, I think, is awesome. Um, Louis yeah, C.K., like, mm -hmm. I think he, he's interesting in a sense that he's become this sort of prophet for the 2000s where people love his stand-up, right. but his show is amazing and heartfelt and painful and wonderful and all these things at once. Yeah, it's the Woody Allen that I always wanted. Yeah, he's the Woody Allen. <laughs> I, I, you know what? He's the Louis C.K. I always wanted. Right. right, it's it's like yeah, Woody Allen's this, and it's like yeah, there's themes and stuff in here that I can relate to, but it's not. We don't share the same perspective 
that uh, I sooner connect with on a, a Louis C.K. level. Yeah, like Louis C.K., I wish he was making movies the way Woody Allen was making movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the way. But that's what that show is. Yeah, that that is a movie every week. Like it doesn't matter what the overarching story is. Everyone is a perfect short film. And then Larry David, I think mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell you anything about his stand-up, but Curb Your Enthusiasm, when they put out that movie, I think it was two years ago. The one on, that was on HBO. The initial one that was the, the not the initial one, the new one with John Hamm, and it was called. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that at all. And it's Larry David playing. It's essentially a Curb Your Enthusiasm style movie, but he's playing a new character and he's dealing with his friends. It's the exact same sort of theme and setup of Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm-hmm. but he's playing a fictional character and doing mm-hmm. all this stuff. That's great. I wish he just made more movies like that because it's awesome. All right. Uh, Mitch Hedberg. Mm-hmm. He was great. Yes. Um, Do you see any of these people live ever? I've only seen none of them live. All right. <laughs> uh, no, I saw David Cross once live. Okay. And it was amazing. And that was in a small club in New York when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. It was great. All right. Uh, for me, George Carlin. Oh, fantastic. Without a doubt. Like, he's he's the the major influence on me. Um, I've, I remember performing his routine stuff place for your stuff when i was in high school and uh yeah that's always i got to see him once as well and i was with my buddy bodger and we sat i think we're third row watching a show of his and uh we didn't laugh for the first 20 minutes because at one point bodger leans over to me and goes is this just like seeing the fucking beatles is this so surreal and i go yes and we finally could then release that tension in, yeah. Because we're just in awe. We're we're watching our, our comedy god mm-hmm. uh, just going. Uh, so him, there's so many. There there are really so many. I I honestly consider Bobby Heenan to be one of the greatest comedians ever. Oh, he's fantastic. Just can justify everything. Unscripted. Uh, unscripted, off the cuff, completely in character, um, and total justification of everything. That that is always something I I really love. He's he's the brain, but he can make a mistake at any time, and it's in character, and it's fine. And he can be a bumbling fool. He can be a coward. He can do it all. Bobby Heenan was so, so brilliant, and I really do consider him to be one of the greatest comedians ever. Um, we've got Benjamin Arier says, You have the choice to bring three wrestlers back from the dead. Who would you choose, and what would you do with them? Jesus. Uh... <laughs> I who would who, like I'd bring back the big boss man. Okay, he needs to be in the authority right away. Oh, okay, I can see that. He needs to go in because they need they need law and order. Oh, you mean like in a fantasy? Like, what would we do wrestling wise with them? I was like, <laughs> I'd reunite them with their fucking family. What do you want from me? You sick fuck. Yeah. You sick, sick, dirty fuck. Let them stay gone so people don't have to go through the pain of losing them again. I don't know. <laughs> no way they'll outlive everyone now. Yeah. Now yeah. they're now they're eternal. <laughs> I like that you went to the super dark place. Yeah, bring and in back my head, it's always like, yeah, it's all right. So in wrestling. Bring back Miss Elizabeth so she can find some peace in her life before passing on and having a nice, non-scary life. I don't know. I... All right, that's one of yours. <laughs> I Yeah, I would bring back Big Boss Man um, and then have him hang The Undertaker at WrestleMania. But then I'd have to bring The Undertaker back. <laughs> oh, that's another one yeah, of yours. Shit. Uh, let me see. Who else? Who else would I bring back from the... I bring back Mr. Perfect. Okay. 
and have him just shame his son and give him a haircut right on air and trim his beard up. Really? I would have made him tag team. No, I would have made him wrestle each other and have it be this weird epic battle. Would it be epic though? Yeah, I Curtis think so. needs a haircut and a shave. Uh, look, that haircut that he has, well, he paid for that. <laughs> he paid for that haircut. I'm paying for that haircut. <laughs> Look, I the think dirty yeah, everyone, everybody's paying for the, the Caesar haircut that he has. <laughs> George Clooney's haircut from the beginning of ER. I know what it is. Uh, I would, he needs a one fine day haircut is what he needs. I want to see a wrestler face his own dad. I think like if both of them are like still in good shape, that'd be that's Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker stuff. I think that's happened. Who? Where? When? I'm thinking, I'm thinking. It's happened at some point. Horace Hogan and Hulk Hogan? Oh, God, you bring up Horace Hogan every chance you get, and he's always wearing that stupid bird mask. <laughs> uh, I I wanted to say, like, Eddie Guerrero and have, like, a meal with him. But <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I can't, I, I, I have trouble, like, even though he said, which wrestlers and what would you do with them? I was like, uh, have dinner, go to the movies. And then I was like, oh, wrestling stuff. No, I like that, that you'd have a meal with Eddie Guerrero. Where would you go? God, I don't want to fuck it up and go like, ah, here we are at Torito Grill. It's like El Torito, but a more fancy one. Mm-hmm. No, I think I'd go with like maybe P.F. Chang's or something. Ooh. Like, oh, and you know what? A really good Italian restaurant. I'd take Eddie Guerrero <laughs> to like a really nice Italian dinner. All right, well, uh, I would take I would take Macho Man. I'd bring him back from the dead, and I'd take him to... New York FAO Schwartz. Oh, wow. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. I like where you went there. Uh, uh, is that a shopping spree for Macho Man, or does he he has to pay for it? No, it's just like w- watching him interact with all He's the toys. He's not used to using money. They don't have it there. <laughs> oh, no. in the Nether Realm? Yeah. Oh. Is <laughs> he a new Mortal Kombat character? Yeah. Macho Man. Oh, to be honest, they got Predator and Jason Voorhees. Predator? Yeah, that was a the recent predator? announcement. No, a predator, stupid. Good, because the predator blew up in the jungles of Colombia. Duh. <laughs> Everything else is a pale comparison. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just checking it now. You get Danny Glover from Predator 2. Oh, what an awesome fighting game that would be. No, it'd be I would love a siphon filter style Predator 2 game <laughs> with Danny Glover doing all the voice work. Danny Glover now, so he sounds like he's been eating gravel for the last 15 years. Well, I saved this next one uh, for last because this really tickled my fancy. At Kapil underscore Sanger says, if you could pick wrestlers to be on Seinfeld, who would you choose? Oh, man. Somebody who's better than Dan Cortez? Dan Cortez? You know, from MTV Sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why is he on Seinfeld? He's athletic and he was on Seinfeld. What? When? He was the rock climber. George thought he was super cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go with cast members. Who would you, who would be Elaine? Oh, wait. I thought you just meant like guest stars on Seinfeld. Oh, God. I guess. Am I so fucking out of it? I feel like I'm understanding these tweets right away. <laughs> I guess that could be a thing. No, I just... let's recast them. That's obviously more well, interesting just... than having uh, Mr. No, than a... having Mr. Uh, Anderson as the guy who runs the Chinese food restaurant. <laughs> Seinfeld! <laughs> Seinfeld, party of four. Yeah, well, poor James Hong. Yeah, well, he's got to wrestle in DNA. <laughs> he's got to help out Rockstar Spud. I just make eyes. I just, I just make eyes. 
Mr. Burton. Well, that one seems like it's it's so much work, while this one is just replacing characters already uh, established. I didn't say my life was easy, Scott. You're a writer. I know. I overwrite things. Yeah. Great. Then let's cast wrestlers <laughs> as famous Seinfeldians. Okay. Uh, Who's Elaine? Oh, starting with the best, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, male or female? How how Shakespeare do we want to get on this? No, let's let's uh, you know, there's only so many female roles in Seinfeld. No. You gotta yeah, you give it give it a female. Yeah. Um. Oh, I've got a great one for the for Sue Ellen Mischke. Sue Ellen Mischke. Sue Ellen Mischke. That's so familiar. Who is That's that? the one who uh, didn't wear a bra, and when uh, Elaine gave her a bra, she wore it just as a top. Right. Gotcha. And then uh, the guy crashed his car. Right. Uh, Brie Bella. Really? Okay. Or did I mean Nikki Bella? I think you meant Nikki Bella. Whatever, Bella. <laughs> oh, the long lost sister. Yeah. Or China. It should probably be China. Oh, right. Well Michigan. Okay. Uh, and then what about Elaine? Oh, and then uh, Brie Bella can play Terry Hatcher's character. Okay. Because it's always breast related because they're women. Uh, kill myself. Um, Elaine. Yeah, guys hate breasts. Jeez. Life giving nectar. Um. Ah, cheese. Life-giving nectar. I can't stop thinking in this picture I saw on Facebook of a dog that was breastfeeding, like, 40 puppies. Jesus, what are you looking up? I was, I was on Facebook. I wasn't looking up anything. <laughs> I get confronted with this stuff all the time. <laughs> okay. Um, confronted. Uh, <laughs> you stay out of my Facebook space. Uh, Hide post. I've already picked two. You pick a link. All right. You didn't pick any Elaine's. Yeah. Well, I don't want to pick multiple Elaine's when she's in different scenes. It can't be a different actor. That'll be too confusing. No, you pick Sue Ellen Mischke in the Terry Hatcher character. Yeah. All right. Uh, for Elaine, I would say, let me see. I'm, I'm cycling through a lot in my head. I'm going, no, no, no. I think I got one, though. I think I got a good one. ODB. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I can see her in those weird dresses with the uh, shoulder pads and that big curly hair. The big hair. She's got the big hair. Yeah. We're and going that's... big hair, Elaine? Yeah. Okay. And that's a good dancer right there. Yeah. That's good. I like that a lot. Yeah. A lot of boob grabbage. NBC right. will be uh, upset. Let's go to the controversy. Let's go to the scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Michael Richards, who plays, Seinfeld, who plays Seinfeld's best roommate slash uh, neighbor. Not neighbor, not roommate. Well, but he practically lives there. Practically, but yeah, okay. Cosmo Kramer. Right. So who's Cosmo Kramer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what oh. I'm saying. That's oh, what all I'm right. asking you. Well, let me see. You got to have somebody with a lot of energy. A lot of personality. A lot of personality. A lot of physicality. So clearly, you got to go with Demolition's Axe. Nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see you know him who that in the is? lobster shirt. No, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Um, when we were watching WrestleMania four, you made a comment that, like, oh, they both looked like, oh God, they both look like, um, shit. I know what you're talking about. They're both of them wearing makeup, mm-hmm. but they looked identical. They both looked like two guys who should not have been wearing makeup. Yeah. He was the one on the left. Uh, whatever. <laughs> who, they both looked like the professor guy from my secret identity. You kept telling Jerry O'Connell why he had powers and why he had to be responsible. Exactly. Everyone knows that reference. <laughs> All right. So you I know, but who did I say they looked like? I don't remember. It was oh god, they both looked like Stephen King's it. I don't know. They both looked like Stephen King. No, they didn't look like Stephen. George Costanza. Oh, the Costanzanator. Mm-hmm. Never say that. Very uh, neurotic. Very neurotic. Overthinks things a lot. Doesn't turn out his way. A little pudgy. A little short. A little bald. A little pudgy. 
Well, I'm going to have to go with the uh, the most evil man, the purveyor of the dark arts, Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. That is a that is a George Costanza right there. Seinfeld, you got to boot out Seinfeld. He's asking for too much money. He is. Seinfeld, you're out of here. But we got to bring in a big wrestler to fulfill those Seinfeld shoes. Mm-hmm. Someone with great observations all the time. Mm. Someone that really sees the world differently but yet can't keep a straight face in a scene to save his life. Ah, John Cena. Mm-hmm. That's right. Top to tops. Yep. John Cena, Demolitions Axe, uh, ODB, and... What? The other one. Michael Richards? No. Costanza. Who's Costanza again? Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan. There you have it. We never fuck up Never fuck the show. Up. Don't worry, I'll edit that out. <laughs> uh, Steve... Sting finally spoke on Raw. And for real. For yeah, real for real. Time. Like, it was real Sting. It wasn't promo Sting. It was real-time Sting. Yeah, he, he kicked off Raw. Oh, I will say this. The one thing about Sting that I find very, very odd is this is the one entry... Uh, entry? No. Entrance theme that doesn't click for me in any way. Oh, it I was thinking fit. the same thing. It's uh, The music takes forever to start. Yeah. It's a crow, and then it's just weird ah! ambient orchestra stuff until weird. But, like, didn't he come out to Metallica in WCW? I he don't... came out to Enter Sandman, I thought. No. That was Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he came out... To, I thought he came out to a Metallica song. I could have swore he did. Uh, it could have been something that definitely was a ripoff of that song. What did he come out to in TNA? That's Abyss. Is it? Okay, what about this one? Is that Kurt Angle? That's um, Scott Steiner's alarm about kids' wieners being out. Oh, that's why he's got to come. Wiener! Wiener! Uh, yeah, it's not... A, it's not memorable. It doesn't have a tune that just clicks. Like uh, Seth Rollins or Dean Ambrose, while those are just instrumental, you you know those songs. You know what my favorite entrance theme of is of all time is who? Kai and Tai. It's a good theme. That is the best theme I've ever heard. It's a very good theme. It's the best I've ever heard. Doesn't get me as pumped as other ones, but that's because the performers are really taking to that next level. Mm-hmm. Kai and Tai by itself, best music. Sting, yeah, it doesn't click, but. Regardless of that, it kicked off the show. It was so exciting to see somebody different coming out there. And all right, all right, all right. Woo! Sounds like somebody's being a couple of critical Carls in here. Uh, it's Sting. Sting is here. That's right. Ready for WrestleMania, but not ready for your criticism, boys. Got a problem with my music? Well, I mean... It's just, we think you're deserving of a much better music, Sting. Oh, and what's wrong with the music I have? Do I not deserve that music? You can have music. We just think you deserve a better theme, a more epic theme that uh, that, that really rings true to your character. I agree with you. Can I let you in on a little secret, a little top-notch secret, a little bit of white and black face paint secret from the Stinger? Sure, Sting. Uh, let us in on your secret. Look, there's only one song that can bring Sting to the WrestleMania pinnacle. WWE, Triple H, and Sting facing off for real-time glory. What song is that? Bad Man by John Cena. <laughs> really? With a mic in my hand, I'm a bad man. Y- yeah, I love that song. I love that song, too. I'm Stinger. Woo! Who's the other? A Bumpy Knuckles. Bumpy Knuckles. Uh-huh. Is that guy white or black? I can't even tell. He raps that good. He's black because I've seen... Have you seen the video? No. 
They do a whole A-Team riff. I love the A-Team. Yeah, the John Cena is, uh, oh, jeez, what's the... Hannibal? Liam Neeson. Hannibal? Yeah, sure. Hannibal? I didn't watch A-Team. It's Bumpy, probably Hannibal. Bumpy Knuckles is Mr. T. Okay. And then um, uh, Trademark is the guy with the little cap. No wrestlers in wheelchairs? What? Oh, I like think I'm cross? thinking of the Family Guy parody of the A-Team. Oh, okay. Uh, and then they're going after Gary Coleman. Whoa, mm-hmm. TV's famous Gary Coleman. Yeah, what you talking about, Sting? That's right. I'm talking about John Cena's bad man. That would be so great. Do you think... Do I? Yes, I think we're thinking of the same thing. WrestleMania entrance music. I would love to see a supercut. If for some reason we don't see you come out this Sunday to Bad Bad Man, if someone else replaces that entrance with bad bad man and sends it to us and then we post it on our youtube page i stinger would like it i would love it i would like it so do you have a special entrance for wrestlemania this year besides john cena's bad man playing yeah uh birds i'm going to release a hundred crows into the san jose arena uh wait a minute watch out everybody if you got popcorn they are hungry couple things sting number one uh it's not at San Jose Arena. Uh, you need to check your travel plans. Is at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. Levi Stadium. It's really big. You're gonna want way more than a hundred crows because that's that's just not gonna read on TV. God, I'm gonna have to make sure that my sh- cage is shipped to the right arena. <laughs> yeah, and you're again. You may. Ah! Have... <laughs> Sorry. Is that your secretary? <laughs> that's my secretary. <laughs> <laughs> Those are neat little glasses you got on that crow there. Yeah, she's uh, she's a good she's a good bird. <laughs> uh. You're going to want way more than 100 crows, and you're going to want to make sure you're at the right place. Because Levi Stadium, it's it's huge. I it's don't a, know. 100 crows indoors, even if they're flying, people are going to see them. It's going to be like a 70,000-seat arena. Honestly, I think I'd only need 30 crows to make an impression. 100 to really hammer it home. And if you've ever had to hammer a nail with a crow, you know what you're in for. I don't know. A slobber knocker! How are you going to get all the crows back? What? The crows. Those you... are party favors. Those are like chairs. WrestleMania chairs. You bring yourself a crow. Hopefully it's still alive. Woo! It's like JBL money falling from the sky. No, nobody likes JBL. <laughs> yeah, what commentators do you like? Oh, I'll tell you who. Bobby the Brain Heaton, the other guy, and the guy Mike Tanay. <laughs> Who's the other guy? I don't know. I can't remember his name. Okay. Well, who do you want to call your match? Taz. <laughs> What other plans do you have? So you're going to have Crows. You're going to come out to Bad Bad Man. You're going to try and get Mike Tanay, Bobby Heenan, and the other guy to call your match. Oh, another plan? Watching the rafters and counting one, two, three while I get my paycheck. You're going to lose? Oh, spoiler alert. WrestleMania moment. Spoiler alert. You're going to go in on your first match and lose to Triple H? Oh, I'm going to go in and go down on my first match. Wait, what? You heard me. You're going to go down on... I'm going in and going down on my first match. If you have to interpret it, you're a little bit lazier than I thought. I don't... Why? Why would you do this? Because it's WrestleMania. WCW is dead. Long live WCW. And what better way to do that than taking the pin from Triple H? He explained it to me, guys. It makes a lot of sense. Triple H also said I should release a hundred crows into the arena as well as come out to John Cena's bad man. I think Triple H is trying to bury you, Sting. What am I, the Undertaker? Stinger doesn't get buried. Stinger gets high. (laughs) In the rafters! (laughs) 
You're not going to want to go on the rafters of Levi Stadium. That's way too high up. Some bad. That's where all the birds are going to be. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, you're going to come down for the rafters? Sting, this is not a good idea. This is totally unsafe. Triple H said everything was fine, that he was setting up the harness himself. I believe Triple H. No, Sting, this is a bad idea. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And after that, next year, I'm going to face Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. And then the year after that, I'm going to face Brock Lesnar. And then the year after that, I'm going to have the United States Championship as a necklace. What? No, these are terrible promises. Triple H told me. Yeah, but these aren't good things. Uh, like, what? What's the next thing he's going to do? Take your bat away and take, take your face paint away? Yeah, I'm going to be Steve Borden. And then we're going to just do WrestleMania live on YouTube behind a paywall. No! What? Yeah! Why? Why? Because it's the future. Everybody loves the internet. No, Sting. He's... Triple H told me we're going to have WrestleMania on YouTube. That's why they got the little arrow on the WrestleMania logo this year. You're getting... Letting you know about the future, and the future is Ube. You're getting Goldberg. Ube. You're getting Goldberg. He's brainwashing you. He's telling you all this wrong information. Uh-uh. I'm the general manager of Sunday Night Heat. I can do whatever <laughs> I want. No, that's not, that's not a show on the air anymore. Yes, sirree. The commissioner of Impact. No, that's another brand entirely that you guys don't even have. Until we buy. W-E-E. W-E-E. No, which is our new name. W-E-E? That's right. What does that stand for? Wrestling Entertainment Enterprises. <laughs> no. Sting, this is terrible. You sign up. You've you got a bad deal. You got a bad, bad deal. When you say it like that, with those John Cena lyrics, I feel like I might have been, uh, feel like the old Stinger might have gotten stung just now. You got stung big time, but it's not too late. What, you, what should I do, Scott Narver, Steve Sears of the Curtain Jerks? Don't go out there with a the plastic bat. Go out there with a the real bat and get what you deserve, Sting. You're right. You know what? Come this WrestleMania, I'm going to show you something you've never seen before. Sting in a WWE ring. Wrestling. Are you going to be wearing a t-shirt? Oh, ho, ho. I think so. Have you seen these arms? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Those aren't toothpicks. These are my arms. It's like you have Gak on your arms mm. Nickelodeon's yeah. gag yeah that yeah. stuff that's not I'm sorry I didn't mean that to insult you no 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 it's a oobleck <laughs> Dr. Seuss wrote about it you can make it in your, any sort of common uh, science class Sting I, I hope for the best I hope that Triple H doesn't bury you at Wrestlemania I hope that you stand up for yourself and get all the things that you deserve hey me too bring it in for a hug Ah, uh, it, it's got the consistency hey, hey, of gag hey. it's so cold your arms hey. are so cold how often do professional wrestlers give you a hug expecting the same from you? All right? I'm not just giving you a hug. I was hoping for you to hug me back. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll hug you back. I'm just going to stay here. You come to me. All right. You're not going to put your bat to your throat. Or my throat again, are no. you? No. Okay. Here I go. <sighs> All right. See you at WrestleMania. <laughs> Scott, I'm strangling you. I'm Steve. <laughs> How could you turn down a hug from Sting? What? Ah, <coughs> uh, why? Why did you strangle me? You could have just. Why would you turn down a hug from Sting? Because I thought he was gonna put his bat to my throat again, like See, he did last is, time. This is the problem with this show. We have a reputation for having too much physical contact with the wrestlers, uh, dick grabbings, uh, bats to throats, and cattle prods. Which is, by the way, the name of my autobiography. <laughs> Well, it'll it'll tell your story. I'll tell you that much, Steve. Speaking of your story, you have a new chapter in your story, do you not? I do. 
I have an Indiegogo campaign up right now for the film Pacific Northwest. It's Pacific Northwest movie at Indiegogo. Uh, check it out. Toss us a little bit of cash if you can. It's a movie I'm producing. It's a comedy. Uh, it's going to be really good. And it's one of four projects I've got going on that I'll be revealing throughout the next couple months here on Curtain Shark. So the listeners could be a part of this project, actually you making it happen. You always frame it better when you describe it that way. It makes so much more sense. You they could be, be a part of my project. They then. can help fund your dream and help fund your creative projects. Listening to you all this time, like, how can these guys do more? How can I want to see these movies that Steve comes up with in his brain. Why won't these guys spread more poison into the world just outside of our airwaves? Well, this is something that can finally happen. You go to the Sandy Gogo campaign where there'll be links on our Facebook, there'll be links on our Twitter, and you go and you help support this and help Steve's movies uh, happen. Yeah. So, this One is a great of thing. four projects right now that are starting right to kick now. Off. Yeah. And Human Centipede 3 is... Uh, unreleased. Fucking a travesty. It's not released. I don't know anything about it. I don't like this because one of your co-stars in this movie we still haven't talked to because we kind of been keeping it under wraps this whole time. Yeah. And that's been a big thing. Yeah, it's driving Scott crazy. I fucking... Oh, it's driving me mad. And I want to see this movie made, so go to Indiegogo. And also, as you know, we'll be in WrestleMania this week. We are going to be giving you content galore. We're going to be sending out pictures on Twitter of our interviews. We're going to be on Facebook posting updates. And, of course, YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You're going to want to subscribe if you haven't already. That is where the interviews are going to go first. We're going to also release them on the podcast as well. But if you want to see what happens, you want to see both Steve and I taller than the majority of wrestlers. I was looking at the video last year and going, I'm taller than Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. Ooh, I'll make sure I don't wear my Spanish heels. But it's going to be exciting. Like, you'll get to see it there. You can comment, like on the videos. So get shirt. Uh, get shirt. Get shirt. <laughs> get shirked. Uh, make sure that you're you're signed up for all that so you, you're on the ground floor as it's all coming in. And it's very big for us, and we're very excited to share uh, it with all questions. you Tweet us your questions. Tweet us the questions you want us to ask whatever wrestlers you think will let us get near them. Sure, yeah, yeah. do that. That'd be, that'd be awesome. And we're going to talk to some other friends that we'll know in the wrestling community as well. So... It's going to be awesome. We're going to try and give you as much as we can this week, and we hope that you're there to enjoy it. So for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. You've just listened to another episode of Curtain Jerks. Oh, this is the time where you get all ten of your fingers. They've been... Uh, itching and ready to go this whole time. You're like, I I'm going to wait to do this at the end of the I'm podcast. I'm going to wait until the episode's done, and then I'm going to use these things, these things I call hands. Yeah, these things I call hands, uh, not these biceps and glutes that uh, God has given me. But, but activate them, too, so you can have a full use of your hands. Yeah, uh, clench up them butt cheeks when you go to soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks. Follow us, uh, like the episode, comment, tw uh, comment during. It. You could, you should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it down and make other people make weird noises by reading it. Yeah, it's it's very interactive. You go on there. You can comment during your favorite parts of the show. You can comment during the parts of your show that you're like, oh, that was uh, quotable. And then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there. And if you're an aesthetics person, orange accents.
right? Orange is the new black, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be dated. <laughs> no way. No Jason way. Biggs. Jason Biggs. WCW champion if they're still around. Yeah, that's how it works. So it's the Orange is the new black WCW crossover. Jason Biggs is the new championship. That belt's almost as big as his head. It is, and even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's videos online. You can watch pictures of cats moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch Steve act like a cat on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there, our prediction videos. Uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so it's all there, available for you. We've uh, got some new videos ideas. Videos ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. Oh, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be at the end of every episode until the end of time. Oh, please <laughs> throw that meteor down quick. <laughs> receive this transmission from the comedy podcast network for more shows visit comedypodcastnetwork.com right here i can hear wiping and i can hear myself